You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Psalm chapter 40 and verse number 1. Ready? Begin. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire, Mine ears hast thou open, burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God, yea, thy law is within my heart. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the singing we've enjoyed. I thank you for the fellowship we've enjoyed with your people tonight. I thank you for giving us the privilege tonight to have a radio station whereby this service can be transmitted. I thank you for the video and I thank you for the internet and the website and I thank you for the live streaming that we have. And Lord, I pray that you would use all of that technology tonight. But Lord, in the midst of all that, I pray that we would not miss what you have for each and every one of us. Lord, we live in a busy world. There's a lot that's going on. But Lord, I believe with all my heart, I believe you have something for each of us tonight if we would listen, if we would open our ears and open our hearts and we would let you speak. I believe that you have something to say and I pray that you would speak through your word and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd give us exactly what we need tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Psalm 40 is a, uh, an amazing passage of Scripture. We sang in the uh, song service, When the Savior reached down for me. He had to reach way, way down for me. I don't know how far he had to reach for you, but he had to reach way down for me. And I'm glad he did. I'm glad he was willing to do that. But I want you to notice verse number one as we get into this psalm. Here is the important part that I, I want to draw your attention to. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Now that's something that a lot of us struggle with, if we're honest. We don't like to wait for anything. We don't like to wait for anybody. We don't like to wait for any reason. And we certainly don't like to wait patiently. If we do wait, we're complaining about it. If we do wait, 
we're texting somebody, you are not going to believe how long I'm having to wait for so-and-so. You, you, that's, that's most of us. Now, some of you are super Christians, and some of you never struggle with patience, and some of you always have just a wonderful uh, attitude, and you know, you've never battled with that. But some of us, help me out, I don't want to be the only one. Some of us, right? Okay, some of us, we struggle with that. Can I tell you, patience is necessary in the Christian life. God is not in a hurry. And God is certainly not on our schedule. And God is certainly not having to answer for our timetable and for our agenda. God has a plan. God's plan takes time. And his timing is perfect. The word wait here, it means to look for. It means to hope for, it means to expect. And David said, I waited, I expected, I, I was looking for God. He said, I waited patiently. To wait patiently is to wait with calmness or composure. It is without discontent or murmuring. Patience is not difficult in the good times. Have you ever noticed that? It is easy to be patient when everything's going your way. It's easy to be patient when everything is working out the way you want it. It's easy to be patient when you hit all the green lights. It's easy to be patient when you're the first in line and there is not a problem and everything is smooth and everything's running good, but our patience is revealed or the lack thereof is revealed in the hard times. Psalm 37, David said, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in the way. Romans 2, verse 7, it says to them who by patient continuance, that word is an interesting word. It means to have cheerful endurance. Now, endurance is one thing, but cheerful endurance, that is difficult. And the Bible says that we are to be have patient continuance in well-doing. Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope, Patient in tribulation. Tribulation, that's trials. That's difficulties. That's hardship. And we're supposed to be patient in those times, continuing instant or faithful in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 14. The Bible says, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward some people. It's not what it says. Be patient towards the people that you like. Oh, no, it says be patient toward all men. Can I tell you, patience is a requirement to please God. Patience is a requirement to stay in the will of God and do those things that are pleasing to him. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, the Bible says, And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. One of the qualifications for a pastor found in 1 Timothy and also in Titus is that a pastor, a bishop, is to be patient. And I'll tell you something. You think it's easy for pastors to be patient? I don't think it's easy for pastors to do anything or be anything because we are flesh and blood. We are human just like you. And sometimes we get in a hurry and sometimes we want things done yesterday. And uh, don't ask my staff if uh, they see patients in the office. I hope you see it on, in the church services. I'm not sure they see it during the week. But that's a requirement for a pastor to be patient. 
James 5. The Bible says, be patient unto the coming of the Lord. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. 1 Peter 2. The Bible says, when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. When you do what you're supposed to do and you suffer for those things that you do right and you take it or you accept it patiently, the Bible says this is acceptable or this is pleasing to God. Now, I've already said it, but we don't like to wait for anything. Patience is not easy. If patience were easy, I wouldn't have to be preaching this message tonight. We'd go to a different subject. But patience is not easy. We don't like to wait for anything. We had an interview on Friday. Brother uh, Caleb lined it up with Les Atkins with our Roanoke Rapids graded school district. And Les came in and we were talking on the radio, uh, just letting everybody know about the reopening of schools and some things to expect and some things to be prepared for. And one of the things he said I'd like to mention on the radio is that when you get behind a school bus, it's going to take longer because of the screening that they have to do for every student that gets on the bus. And he said, we got a call the other day and he said, somebody was sitting behind the school bus and they called and they told us they had to wait behind that school bus for eight minutes. I tell you, eight minutes is a long time, but eight minutes is not a long time if you think about the consequences of not waiting, if you think about hitting a child, if you think about getting in an accident, if you think about getting that ticket, if you think about losing your license or whatever else is going to happen, eight minutes all of a sudden doesn't seem like a long time. And I told Les in the interview, I said, it's so wild to me because I'm the same way. I get, I get uh, uh, stopped at a, at a light and I'm thinking, this light's not working. This light has been red for what seems like an eternity. And then, God forbid, but you get on a two-lane highway and you get behind a slow-moving vehicle. And can I tell you, whenever you get stopped behind a slow-moving vehicle, every time it is a no-passing lane. Does anybody else, you know what I'm talking about? And it's curves and it's hills and there is no way to get around that vehicle. And it seems like an eternity you have to wait behind that vehicle. I was telling Les and I was telling uh, Nathan and Caleb in that time we were talking, I said, here's what's wild. Joanna and I, we lived in an area for nine years of our lives where people sat in traffic for over an hour each way every day just to get to work. Now, all of a sudden, eight minutes doesn't seem like a long time to wait when you're having to wait for an hour or hour and a half or whatever just to get to and from work every day. But patience is difficult. My dad used to say, and I, I'll tell you one quick story here, but my dad used to say to me about different things. He'd say, Jeremy, the longer you wait, the better it tastes. That's what he'd always say. And I remember one specific instance. And mom, I don't remember. I, was, I went with dad and there was somebody else from the school. We went to watch a high school basketball game when I was still in elementary. And we drove. It wasn't terribly far, but it was, I think it was about an hour away or so. And I was starving before the game. I mean, I was hungry before the game. And for whatever reason, we didn't have time to eat before the game. And so after the game, we went to drive through somewhere and get something to eat. But I remember that. I remember that whole night, my dad kept saying, Jeremy, 
the longer you wait, the better it tastes. The longer you wait, the better it tastes. And I, you know, as a child, you think, if I starve to death, I'm not going to know how it tastes, you know? I mean, I haven't eaten anything since lunch, and here we are, you know, whatever, 7 or 8 o'clock at night or whatever. But I remember he kept saying that. And I remember, Dad, I don't know that I believe that. But I remember when we finally got that burger. And I know I shouldn't tell you about burgers and all that stuff in church. I know Brother Dan always, you know, gets all upset and like, you know, just goes ballistic. And I'll be hearing about it all week long in the office, let me tell you. I'll have to keep my door closed and keep the blinds closed and say, leave me alone. But I remember, I'll never forget what that sandwich was. It, and I love them to this day. I don't eat them that much. Joanna's not crazy about them. Uh, she's in the uh, nursery tonight. But uh, it was a Whopper from Burger King. Now, Brother George, I, I don't really care why you don't like them. They're good. I mean, they, right? I mean, at least two of us in here agree. And, and they're messy and they're good. And I remember eating that Whopper that night, sitting in the car after that ball game. And I remember thinking he was right. I waited so long for this burger that it tastes so good. Some of you are thinking, well, of course it did, because again, when you're starving to death, anything tastes good. But I'll never forget that. The longer you wait, the better it tastes. Can I tell you, I don't like to wait on God. I don't like it when God says no. I don't like it when God says wait. I don't like it when God says not right now. But can I tell you, I have never regretted waiting on God. I have regretted times that I didn't wait on him. I have regretted when I've got, tried to get ahead of God or I've tried to work things out on my own. I think about when Joanna and I, when we came here, of course, we had Lacey and Savannah at the time, but I knew that God was calling me to pastor. I did not know where, and I had not sent out my resume or sent out my information. I wasn't seeking anything. I was just praying that God would show me and I remember there was a couple different churches that had called and nothing worked out with those, obviously. And I just, I didn't feel like that was what the Lord had. And I, and I couldn't really understand it, to be honest with you, but I do now. And I do now because I waited on God and God led me to the place where he wanted me to be. And I look back now and say, I'm glad I didn't get in a hurry. I'm glad I didn't rush things. I'm glad I didn't make a foolish decision because I got ahead of God. We must wait on God. Number one, we see in this passage that there is waiting involved. David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He says in verse number four, blessed or happy is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. When you're trusting and you're waiting and you're relying upon God and you're allowing God to do the work that he needs to do, you will not be disappointed. Number one, I see the waiting. But number two, I see the working. Notice verse number two, while we are waiting, while we are waiting patiently for the Lord, God is not idle. God is not sitting in heaven on the throne twiddling his thumbs, God is at work. While you're waiting, God is working. And it says in verse number two, here's what God was doing. He was saving you. He was drawing you to himself. He was providing a way of salvation. He was in the soul-saving business while you and I were waiting. He brought me up 
also out of an horrible pit. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a rock. He established my going. He put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. You see, while you're waiting, God is working. Waiting time is not wasted time when God is in the equation. You go to the waiting room. And you know why they call it the waiting room. Because you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait some more. I have never been to a waiting room. And I've never had the doctor or the dentist or the optometrist. Or I've never had somebody come out while I've been in the waiting room. And the doctor come out and say, it's done. I did your surgery. I did your procedure. I did your eye exam. I, I filled that cavity while you were in the waiting room and you didn't even know it, but you're good to go. I've never had that happen. But did you know that God does some of his best work and some of his greatest work in your life while you think you're in the waiting room? While you're waiting, God is working. You see, God's timing is perfect. God's timing is flawless. The Bible tells us that God does things for us that we could never do for ourselves. Think about the story of Lazarus. Of course, Jesus healed the blind man and Jesus healed the lame and Jesus uh, 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 healed the sick. But think about Lazarus. He was dead. And the Bible says that Jesus did not go right away, but he waited four days. Don't you know that Lazarus's sisters and Lazarus's family and friends, they did not like to have to wait for Jesus. But when Jesus showed up, he did something that nobody else could do. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He performed a miracle. He did something for Lazarus that Lazarus could not do for himself. He did something for the sisters that they could not do for their brother. You see, Jesus was working while they were waiting. It's always a good thing when you're waiting on God. I promise you this, you'll never miss out on anything good. I promise you this, that while you are waiting for God, you will not be disappointed because God does his best work while we are waiting on him. Notice in this passage that God gave David a new location. He took him out of a pit and he set his feet upon a rock. He gave him a new direction. He established his goings. Notice he says that he gave him a new song and, and David used that song so that other people could come to know Christ. You see, while David was waiting, God was working. Number three, I see that while David was waiting, he was worshiping. Notice verse number five, David says, Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done. He said, there's so many, he said that they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. You know, while David was waiting, he said, I can't do anything about this. I'm in a pit. I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a hopeless situation. I can't get myself out of this pit but I can worship God, I can praise God. And did you know in the waiting room of life, you can still praise God? 
while you're waiting for God to answer a prayer that you cannot do and you cannot figure out, you can still worship God and praise him no matter what. David was worshiping. While he was waiting, he was worshiping. While he was waiting, God was working. And while he was waiting, number four, David was witnessing. I love this. Look at verse number nine. I have preached. David says, Lord, I've been waiting on you. I've waited patiently for you. But he says, I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. He said, lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. He said, I wasn't holding back. I was telling everybody about your righteousness. I was telling everybody about your goodness. Verse 10, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. David said, God, while I was waiting on you, I was still telling everybody how good you are. I was telling everybody how you saved, uh, you could save me and you could save them. And David said, while I was waiting, I was still witnessing. My wife and I, while we were waiting on God for different times and different seasons in our life, I'll tell you this, we did our very best to worship God. We did our very best to praise God. We did our very best to stay faithful in worshiping. We did our very best to witness. We did our very best to tell people the good news. And you may be here tonight and maybe there's a situation in your life that you're waiting. You're just waiting on God and God's got to answer and God's got to come through. Can I tell you, don't waste your time complaining. Don't waste your time being miserable. Spend your time worshiping God. Spend your time witnessing and telling others about Christ. I think about through this whole coronavirus and all that's going on. I, I've been so thankful. I've been so grateful that we've still been able to go out. And although we've modified our, our, our schedule and modified some of what we're doing, I'm so glad we're still making those drop-offs for every one of those bus riders. I'm so glad that we're still going out. We, we mailed out about 10,000 flyers. We have passed out as, at least that many in this time. We've gone out. Brother Alton is back here and Brother Bobby Mills almost every Thursday. You can count on those guys. They're going out and they're knocking out streets and they're passing out flyers and they're sharing the gospel. How come? Because while we're waiting, we can still be witnessing. While we're waiting on God, we can still be spreading the good news. I received this card, literally, Brother Dan, you put this card in my office probably 15 minutes before the service. And I looked at it, just I wasn't sure who it was from, and I thought that's kind of odd, and it's a very beautiful card. And the person says the name of these people. I won't say the name publicly. You might be able to figure it out, but I certainly want them to get their reward in heaven. But the card was addressed to our church. I've never met this person before. But this lady writes and says, Hello, a couple from your church stopped in where I am a waitress the other day. And I noticed right away what a cheerful attitude they both had. That in itself made my day a little brighter. They also took the time to leave me a handwritten note, a little track, and a very nice tip. If you know who they are, will you please let them know that they made a difference in someone's life that day? We need more positive things in this world today and I am thankful for their effort. She signs God bless in her name, and she is a waitress at a restaurant, uh, not in this area. But you know what that does? That blesses my heart to know that somebody's sharing the good news. Somebody's giving out the gospel. Somebody's looking for opportunities to let people know 
how they can know for sure they're going to heaven. While we're waiting, God's working. While we're waiting, we should be worshiping. And while we're waiting, we should be witnessing. But I want you to notice, lastly, if we don't wait patiently, if we don't trust God, here's what happens. We begin to worry. And you know, worry is the opposite of waiting patiently, isn't it? Worry is the opposite of trusting in God. And here's the problem, we worry about the little things. You say, well, no, what I'm worrying about, it's such a big thing. It's not a big thing compared to salvation. And God already took care of that. If he could lift you up out of a pit and set your feet on a rock, if he can take care of that for you and for me, he can take care of all the details in life. But yet, so many times, our flesh is weak and we worry. Notice verse number 12. For, David says, innumerable evils. Wait a minute, he was just talking about how he couldn't count the blessings. There were so many. And now he says, the evils, there's so many. There's so many things that are troubling me. There's so many things around me. Innumerable evils have compassed me about. Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me so that I'm not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of mine head. Therefore, my heart faileth me. David says, I don't think I can go on. I don't think I'd keep waiting for God. I don't think I can trust him anymore. I I'm worried, I'm stressed, I'm panicking. Notice verse number 13, he says, be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. Good, that's a good thing to do. O Lord, make haste to help me. Notice verse number 14, let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. There's a lot of people that are out to get me. A lot of people trying to destroy me. Uh, let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. Let them be desolate for a reward of their shame that say unto me, aha, aha. <laughs> David's starting to focus on all the problems. He's starting to focus on all the enemies. And he starts to worry about how all of that is going to work out. But let me draw your attention back to verse number one. Here's the answer. I waited patiently for the Lord and guess what he did? He inclined unto me. He heard my cry. Guess what? God was listening all along. God was aware all along of what David was going through because he waited patiently for the Lord. Verse number 13, David says, Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste. That word haste means to hurry. He says, Lord, I'm over here and I need some help. Would you please hurry? I need something now. Verse 17, he says, but I am poor and needy. God, I can't do it. God, I'm in a mess. He says, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tarrying. That word means no delays. He said, God, please help me and help me now. He says, Lord, I need help and I'm in a hurry and I need you to show up. But if you don't show up right now, I'm still going to wait on you. And my challenge tonight is for all of us to examine our lives and whatever areas you're dealing with right now. Maybe there's something that you just need to slow down and say, I'm going to wait on God. I've got a decision that it seems like God hasn't answered. There's a request that God hasn't really shown me. God really hasn't answered. And so I'm going to jump in and I'm going to make a mess of things. I wouldn't do that. I would wait patiently for the Lord because while you're waiting and while I'm waiting, God is working. 
Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.